Hello there and welcome to Planet Sport Football Africa. This is the show brought to you by Passion for Sport where we look at African football, what's happening around the continent and what African players are doing overseas. I'm Steve Vickers in Harare, Zimbabwe, joined by Solomon Ashoms in South Africa and by Adrian Barnard in the UK. On this week's show, we take a look at football in Sierra Leone. The Leone Stars showed promise with a draw against Ivory Coast in a recent 2017 Africa Cup of Nations qualifier. But striker Mohamed Bangura says the team is being held back by poor administration. We know we can do it, we as the player, but the only difficulty is like when they fight like this, we, they just kill us because there's no hope. And we catch up with how the African players are doing in the English Premier League and ask what role Chelsea's recent Ghanaian signing, Baba Raman, is likely to have this season. He is still young, just 21, and that may be one of the reasons why Mourinho is holding him back. Well, that's all coming up on the show. Well, I'm back in Zimbabwe after three weeks in Congo, Brazzaville at the African Games, where Senegal won the under-23 men's football gold. Senegal hosts the Olympic qualifiers later this year, so they look to be in with a great chance of making it to the Olympics in Rio next year. Ghana won the women's football gold at the African Games, beating defending champions Cameroon in a repeat of the 2011 final, while Nigeria's Super Falcons went out at the semi-final stage. Now, last week on the show, we took a look at issues in football in Cameroon, and we heard that problems in the administration of the game are at least partly responsible for the decline of the indomitable Lions. This week, we focus on another West African country with similar issues. That's Sierra Leone. The Leone stars are nowhere near as successful as Cameroon. They've had just two appearances at the Africa Cup of Nations finals. That was in 1994 and 1996. But they had an encouraging 0-0 draw with Ivory Coast recently in a 2017 Africa Cup of Nations qualifier, which was played in Port Harcourt in Nigeria, as Sierra Leone are not allowed to play at home because of the Ebola virus. Oluwashina Okaleji spoke to Sierra Leone striker Mohamed Bangura, who plays for AIK in Sweden. He previously turned out for Celtic in Scotland. He first gave his thoughts on the draw with Ivory Coast. I have to be honest, uh, first I have to thank God and secondly I have to thank the boys because if you can check like the squad, we are actually missing a lot of players and um, I was really, really proud. I was really, really happy about them and the performance and... The results keep us a bit hope, so I know we can push hard and we can see what's going to happen in the next games. How important is it for Syria Union football for you guys to play at a major tournament? Well, it's really important. This is always be our dreams to actually make something better, but it's a bit pity like it's too much fighting of federations and um, with the uh, minister and the, um, the slaffer. I'm just hope like they can be able to put things things together because. Um, if they keep fighting, it's always going to be hard for us because everything falls on us, you know, with the players. So I hope they're able to see this as something like they're able to, to fix the problem so fast, then we can able to get a hope because we know we can do it, we as the player, but the only difficulty is, is like when they fight like this, we, they just kill us because it's no hope. But I hope with this one, they can able to do something. Then we can able to raise the, 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 the lives of football because this is one of the sport like... Our nation is is actually enjoying, and they're really like proud of watching their national team. So uh, we want to make them happy, as we want to achieve something. So we hope they're able to see something good for us. 
I mean, you drew against Ivory Coast, and all of a sudden, everyone, no one is talking about Ebola anymore. Everyone is talking about the Leon Stars and their gallant performance. How does that make you feel? First, I have to thank the Nigerian Federation for giving us this opportunity, because um, it's really, really sad to see it's like uh, a lot of neighbor countries like rejecting us and like feels like we are virus. We are not virus. It just happened like a test of life. But to be honest, I never feel like this. Like they pushed us, like especially like the, the Nigerians. Like the Nigerian supporters in, in Portacot is amazing. They show us love. We really feel, we really feel love. I feel so amazing. At some point, I feel touch inside me. Like because in life. So for me, I don't even think like we are affected by Ebola or something. That's just really good. I have to thank the Federation, thank the Nigerian people, thanks everyone in Portacot for showing their love to us and their support. That was good. That is Sierra Leone striker Mohamed Bangura. So Solomon, he says the team is being held back by poor administration. And that's the same story that we heard about Cameroon last week. Yes, definitely, Steve. Currently, there's been a lot of problems between the Sierra Leone Football Association's uh, president, uh, that is Madame Isha Johansson, and the Minister of Sports, uh, Paul Kamara. They've been having a lot of differences which have really affected uh, the growth of football in the nation. And this has been going on for quite a while now, I think about two years. And the government tried to intervene at one point. It's just unfortunate that for a country like Sierra Leone, a great pool of talent, but they've never been able to harness that together. And even before the problem between uh, Madame Johansson and the sports minister, Paul Kamara, Madame Johansson herself, she had some problems with uh, Mohamed Kalon, who was the former uh, great footballer for uh, Sierra Leone. You know, he had played for AS Monaco and also Inter Milan at one point and has a football club in Sierra Sierra Leone, and he wanted to be the president of the Sierra Leone Football Association. There's been a lot of in-house problems, which for me needs to be avoided if Sierra Leone is to progress and, and play well. So w- with the problems that is in-house, like Mohammed rightly said, until problems as such are dealt with, uh, there would never be a progression in uh, football within a nation. Well, thanks a lot, Solomon, and we'll see if Sierra Leone can make it to the Nations Cup finals. This is Planet Sport Football Africa, brought to you by Passion for Sport. And from next week, the show will be getting bigger. We're extending to 30 minutes to bring you much more about African football. Well, let's take a look at the English Premier League now. Stuart Weir is away for a couple of weeks, so coming off the bench is Planet Sports' Adrian Barnard. Uh, Adrian, first of all, what a game as Manchester City had their 100% record ended by West Ham in the English Premier League. Well, Steve, no one saw that coming, did they? West Ham surviving a second-half onslaught at Manchester City to hand the table toppers, as you say, their first defeat of the season. First half goals there from Nigeria's Victor Moses and the Senegalese striker Diafra Sacco, which moved the Hammers up to third in the table. They now have 12 points. And uh, now, of course, Steve Moses is spending this season at West Ham. He's on loan from Chelsea. He seems to have been around for years now, but it's amazing to think he's still only 24. And I just wonder whether this may be the time when we'll finally see Victor fulfilling his undoubted potential. For me, he hasn't really shown that so far. There have been glimpses, of course, but he needs to be more consistent. And being in a settled team at West Ham that plays attractive football, I think should provide that opportunity. And uh, Steve, what a great season. Another Nigerian striker, Odionik Harlo, is having at Watford. He scored both goals in the 2-1 win at Newcastle. Could easily have had a hat-trick too if he hadn't dragged a shot wide of the far post. Now that's four goals in six games for the former Udinese frontman. 
which is one goal more than Newcastle have managed all season. But uh, even Igalo's scoring form is being upstaged by Riyad Mahrez at Leicester. The Algerian striker scored his fifth goal of the season in Saturday's 2 all draw at Stoke. And that's one goal more than either Liverpool or West Brom have scored in the Premier League this season. And uh, in this age of multi-million dollar transfers, it's incredible to think that he cost Leicester just $600,000 when they signed him from the French club Le Havre last year. What a bargain. <laughs> that is an incredible buy, uh, Riyad Mahrez there, and uh, playing superbly well for Leicester. Lots of controversy, lots of talking points in the Chelsea-Arsenal match last weekend. On uh, WhatsApp, Mohamed Kamara says... I'd like to understand referee Mike Dean's decision over the red card given to Arsenal defender Gabriel. Uh, Mohamed says, I think it was unfair and that Diego Costa's behaviour was a disgrace. Well, Costa was given a three-match ban eventually for pushing his hands in the face of Laurent Koscielny and Gabriel's three-match ban was overturned. Costa denies charges of violent conduct, but a panel of three former top referees said that Costa should have got a red card in that game if the referee had spotted it. Now Costa's detractors say that he tries to aggravate opponents week in week out so is this within the boundaries of fair play Adrian? Well Steve let's first of all clear up this retrospective red card and the three match ban. Costa received that for pushing his hands into the face of Arsenal's Lauren Koscielny and then swinging his arm around so that it caught Koscielny in the face. So either of those two actions would have been enough for Costa to have received a red card if referee Mike Dean or one of the other officials had seen it at the time. And just as an aside, I think it's worth giving credit to Koscielny here. If the defender had gone down after being struck in the face, that would have attracted Mike Dean's attention. But he stayed on his feet and got on with the game. So well done to him. But as for Costa, he can have no complaints at all about his ban. And the statement coming from Chelsea that they're extremely disappointed with the decision, I'm afraid, does the club no credit whatsoever. So... Does Costa push the limits of fair play? Well, he's a naturally aggressive forward, and I actually like that. It's good to see forwards challenging hard, you know, going in shoulder to shoulder, trying to win the ball. But last weekend, Steve, he really overstepped the mark. Early on in the match, he was fouled, and while lying on the ground, he waved an imaginary yellow card at Mike Dean, trying to get the referee to book the offender. And there's, there's no place for that at all. And let's be clear, too, that in giving Costa a three-match ban and overturning the automatic three-match ban that Arsenal's Gabriel received for being sent off, the Football Association's regulatory committee were also saying in the strongest possible terms that referee Mike Dean got it badly wrong. And that's the charge that many people level against Diego Costa, that he intimidates referees and gets away with it. So, the argument goes, if his behaviour on the pitch is unfair, it's only because the referees allow him to go so far. The answer is simple. Stronger refereeing is required. And now Jose Mourinho is saying that retaliation is allowed, so he says, in games after Gabriel's red card and ban was overturned. But remember that that incident in the match happened after Costa pushed his hands into Koscielny's face. So had he been sent off then, Gabriel would have stayed on the pitch. <laughs> well, what a controversial game that was then uh, between Chelsea and Arsenal. Uh, one thing that intrigued me there was that uh, Chelsea's recent signing, uh, Baba Raman, uh, the Ghanaian, played in match day one of the UEFA Champions League, but didn't get in the squad for that game against Arsenal. Uh, he did get in the squad for the midweek League Cup game for Chelsea, though. Uh, he's from Ghana. He's 21. He's a natural left back and is believed to have moved to Chelsea for around $20 million 
from Augsburg in Germany. So he wasn't cheap, but uh, what role is he likely to have this season? Uh, will Jose Mourinho make uh, good use of him, Agent? Well, so far, Mourinho has stuck with his two fullbacks, Branislav Ivanovic and Cesar Azpilicueta, despite a poor start to the season. The interesting thing there is that not only has neither fullback really impressed, but both of them are right backs, which makes it all the more surprising that, as a natural left back, as you say, Baba Rahman has yet to feature in the Premier League campaign. Uh, he joined from the German side Augsburg, as you say, in August after a brilliant season in which he established the name for himself as one of the brightest prospects in European football. However, he is still young, just 21, and that may be one of the reasons why Mourinho is holding him back. But we can expect to see him featuring in the cup competitions. He's played in the opening game of the Champions League. He played in Wednesday's 4-1 League Cup win against Walsall. And who knows, if he puts together a series of good performances, we may yet see him force his way into the Premier League team. And he is still young, he's still only 21, that's true. But he's already won 13 caps for his country, Ghana. Well, thanks a lot, Adrian. And on Facebook and on WhatsApp, we're asking for your thoughts. Is Baba Raman good enough for Chelsea's first team? Should he be in the starting 11 for Chelsea? Or does he need more time, maybe? Send us a WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. We'll go to our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa. Well, last week we asked if you think that Cameroon can become true giants again, and Ahmed Mubarak says only time will tell. On the English Premier League, Abdul Kadri Touray says he thinks that Liverpool should sack manager Brendan Rodgers, and Alassane Drame says what a disappointing week for Yaya Touré and Manchester City losing to West Ham. Our in-form Premier League run shouldn't have stopped at our home. So this week, tell us if you think that Baba Raman is good enough for Chelsea's first team. Or does he need more time? Send us a WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. And you're always welcome to send any comments on any footballing matters that you like. You can follow us on Twitter. The address is at Planet Sport FA. So you can keep in touch with news about the programme at African Football News. At Planet Sport FA is the Twitter handle. And from next week, the show will be extended to 30 minutes, bringing you much more about African football. So we look forward to being with you then. From me, Steve Vickers in Harare, from Solomon Ashams in South Africa, and Adrian Barnard in the UK. Thanks a lot for listening. You can find us online at Planet sport.tv and planet sport football africa is a passion for sport production